everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. Greetings, Katie. Oh, hey, Keith. How are you? I'm great because of all the wonderful new music out now. And coming up today, we've got must-hear music with Billboard.com senior editor Joe Lynch to talk all about it. Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we have a very pop-heavy must-hear music. Joe and the team will be chatting about new music from Camila Cabello, Liam Payne, and more. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. You know, I think it's really interesting how Camila sort of has introduced herself as a solo artist, you know, after, you know, kind of while she was with Fifth Harmony, mm-hmm. with collaborations. She had uh, the Sean Mendez collaboration, I Know What You Did Last Summer, uh, which was like a, a little over a year ago. Um, and then she had Bad Things with MGK. Mm-hmm. And then there was Love Incredible with Cashmere Cat, which I forgot all about until I was researching. Great song. Um, and then Hey Ma with Pitbull and Jay Balvin. Like, how smart was that of her? Super smart. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is one leg up to come from a famous group and have that name recognition already. But when you're one among five, she truly separated herself from the pack yeah. uh, early on with that Shawn Mendes duet. And it obviously all was leading to this moment. It, it, it was clearly by design. Indeed. Uh, well, I look forward to hearing all about uh, Camila and Liam and everyone else on Must Hear Music. And now, here's Must Hear Music. Hello, and welcome to the Must Hear Music podcast. My name is Joe Lynch, and I'm sitting here with Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? And Lindsay Havens. Hi. And so we've got some some good stuff coming up this week. We have uh, Camila Cabello debut solo single we're going to talk about. We have another, um, I guess, you know, so she's she's a girl group alum. We have a boy band veteran, uh, Liam Payne, his debut solo song. Um, Payno did a stripper anthem with Quavo from Migos. So that is interesting. Well, I have, I, I can dispute that but we'll get to that in a all second all right we'll get to that in a second um and what else we're talking about local natives yep and a great great new selena gomez song yep and then what was the other lincoln one? oh lincoln park how, how could i forget lincoln park park. park so we're gonna talk about uh little lp little lp um all right but let's start with well let's start joe by telling everyone to subscribe Sure. On iTunes to must hear music as well as Pop Shop to Pop Shop must hear. Give music. us a rating. I, I feel like we need more reviews. I'd Come like on, personal feedback. Yeah, I want. I want literally. I want only feedback on how great Lindsay is. Like, if yeah. you don't have that, don't. Say worry. That's a tall order. Yeah. I know. So we're, we're gonna get no comments. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we'll read some of the best. Reviews. Yeah, review review us. Review please. us all day. 
go there and be like just drag us just drag like, us drag us for filth please anyway um all right let's talk about since you uh you, apparently we have a fight brewing let's talk about the liam payne featuring quavo song <laughs> no i don't it's not a fight because well the filth, very quickly uh so liam was in our office a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and he said that it was funny because the song's called strip that down mm-hmm. and uh he said that when he brought it to like disney like Radio Disney, mm-hmm. they were like, "We're not going to play this." And he said he tried to convince them by being like, "No, it's not. If you read, the, it's about stripping down my sound. Like I, oh, you know, strip down sure. sound." And he was like, "They weren't. They weren't buying it." But Ugh, Liam, but sorry, you never know. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so this is the last uh, One Direction man. Uh, they're no longer boys; they are men. To release a debut solo single, and he's got Quavo on it from Migos. Uh, is called Strip That Down. It is kind of, if you, you would hear a song title named Strip That Down, you'd be like, oh, it might be like a kind of trap-influenced stripper's anthem, and that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty hard left turn from the One Direction sound. Um, I think, and oh God, this is, this is kind of a, a weak endorsement to start the podcast with. I'm not going to say it's incredible, but I think Liam acquits himself nicely in the song. I think sure. he like sells it surprisingly well. And I yeah. think the song is better than it really has any right to be. Like it has, I'm getting like strong Timberlake, Timbaland vibes on yeah, the chorus. Um, it has kind of like the like, like kind of what Timberlake does, like the rapid rising and falling vocals where he kind of like smushes a lot of syllables together. Um, and I think Liam does it well. I mean, you know, this isn't gonna cut its stuff. I, I could see this having some life on the radio. Yep. It's not gonna be a top ten hit though. Or if it is, it'll like hit the top ten and then immediately drop. Like this isn't gonna be a smash. But I could see this getting some consistent play. It'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm I like it. I, I think that it's it's a, a fun song. And, and honestly, man, like just listening to this song made me realize how serious the other One Direction members' projects have been so far. Like, if you think about Zayn, mm-hmm. Harry, and Niall, like, they're all, like, they're they're clearly, like, we've had a lot of years in a boy band, like, yep. making wacky videos together and running on a beach and singing about hair flips getting us overwhelmed. Which, honestly, boys I really being miss. Boys. boys being boys. The best <laughs> moment would be was a great One Direction <laughs> album titled Boys Being Boys. <laughs> um, but I feel like you know, when you look at Harry, who we've talked about on the show, I think last week, um, Zane especially. Zane is like, ne- like don't crack a smile, like smolder as much as mm-hmm. possible. And then Niall is, is a little bit lighter, but still in the kind of like the serious singer songwriter vibe. It's it, you know mm-hmm. what Liam put out a song called "Strip That Down" with a Quavo verse. Like that's that's great. Like you know, it's not it's not the most uh, you know impactful song that I've heard. Maybe even this week, but it's uh, he's doing his thing, and I I appreciate that he's having a little bit of fun with it, and he played some some more music, and I can just say that he's he's trying out a bunch of different things, and I I kind of appreciate that. I, I know that it's it's nice to devote oneself to one sound, and I love the Harry record, and I, I like how um, how clear his vision is, but I also kind of a, can appreciate Liam trying a couple different approaches and, and seeing which one sticks before actually like committing to one. So, yeah. What did you think, Lindsay, about you, you can't shrug. I can't, if you ask, this is a podcast, you can't shrug on a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to need some words. I wrote down the lyric. I used to be in one D now I'm out free. Cause I was like, Ooh, 
Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really how he feels. He's been pretty honest lately, because yesterday he also came out and said he's not a Harry Styles fan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, sure, have that opinion, but Send him. to share yeah. it with the world. Can I, can I, can I butt yeah. in? Yeah. That 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 story got a little bit. Con- to, I, in I Liam's only read defense, headlines. Yeah, so part of the problem. The headlines. The headlines have a hundred percent been. He's on a Harry side. He's the quote was like, "The album wasn't for me, but it's clearly like a la- labor of love." Like that okay. was, and and it's you yeah, know, everyone's like he's a Harry Styles hater. Yeah, I mm. kind of feel I kind of feel bad for like you know as a as a guy who met Liam. <laughs> You're good kind buddy. A As a guy <laughs> who's ba- he's basically my best friend now. No, but like man, that that just must like if Joe dropped an album mm-hmm. full of like what would a Joe album crying be? Crying songs. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely right. like crying songs. I'd be like, that's eh, not for me, but he loves crying." Mm-hmm. And I then would feel the headlines the headlines if we were friends or in a boy band together and you said that i would be like come on jason it's for you well i but if it was an album full of crying songs it might not be for me but then the headlines would all be jason hates joe yeah but i have to say then for this song to drop today with that lyric it's kind of like hmm he does have some pretty strong feelings of negativity like to say you're free i get it like maybe i'm reading into it too much yeah it's just like a strong sentence to come out saying true that's very true so i think i I think you're right that it is there's that element where it is like a pretty strong sentiment but i also took it like there's a goofiness about it too that like that you don't get from the other one direction guys like any i think any time in a song like someone refers to themselves or like their band there's something kind of just that makes me like smirk at it so like well, right. when you're like i used to be it. in 1d it's almost like breaking the fourth wall or something like that mm-hmm. so like it just there's a like goofiness about it that it was like he's just like kind of he's just having a laugh as they would say in britain um yeah it's it's a it's an odd song i think it's yeah. good i think <laughs> yeah, the 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 voice raised good it's good <laughs> Um, all right, let's let's just listen to it and let you be the judge. It's uh, Liam Payne featuring Quavo, Strip That Down. When I walk inside the party, girls on me. F1 type Ferrari, six kids speak. Girl, I love it when your body grinds on me, baby. You know I love it when the music stops, but come on, strip that down for me, baby. Now there's a lot of people in the crowd, but only you can dance with me. So put your hands on my body and swing that round for me. All right, that was Liam Payne, uh, Jason's new and closest friend. <laughs> BFF, and shout out to Liam. Let's uh, let's talk about another uh, group member to go, go solo. Uh, Camila Cabello, <laughs> Billboard yeah. cover star, a couple months back. Mm-hmm. Um, she has her so she yeah, bad things, which she did with MGK. Obviously, it was a big smash, but that was his song. She was was she featured or was it an and? Yeah, I think it was featuring. Yeah, I think it was a few. Anyways, so this is her debut solo single, um, and what's called "Crying in the Club." Crying in the club. So, what, what, Jason? Talk about it. What do you think about it? Just, I just like, I, I think that image is really funny. By the way, <laughs> just like, just being. It on sounds the very tour. Robin. It sounds like, like yeah. this would be your album, "Crying in the Club." Honestly, it really would be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, no, it's, I, I heard this, I, when I first heard this song, um, I was like, this is going to be a huge hit. I, it just kind of has that, 
that vibe of um, what's working on Top 40 Radio today. The the intro sounds a little Shape of you Yes, very. Uh, and then, obviously, it samples or it interpolates uh, the Genie in a Bottle. And that's really fun. It's it's uh, co-written by Sia. And, yeah, I, I you know, I, I don't think um, – I wrote a little something today on it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she – the main thing is establishing herself enough. You kind of got a sense of her – uh, of what Camilla was trying to do with um, with bad things, and I know what you did last summer, mm-hmm. and uh, the song with Jay Balvin and, and Pitbull, right. but but yeah, I think that this is kind of her carving out. Hey, I'm going to be a major player in you know modern pop, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's not groundbreaking, but it's it's very catchy, and I think I I think it works to what she wants to accomplish. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I think it's worth noting. Um, so it's written by Sia. Yes. And it's very, like, you're, you're totally right. The, the beginning sounds very uh, Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. And then I feel like the melody and kind of like the cadence are very Sia-esque. 100%. Um, and I think that just kind of speaks to what you're saying. Like, she she wants, like, to be a, a top 40 player, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is, not to say there's not authenticity to it, but, like, there's clearly a goal. Like, I want to be an established, like, I want to be on the radio. I want to be like, you know, yeah, whatever, et cetera. Totally. What, what do you think about it, Lindsay? Actually, I really do like this song, but I, I think it's because I'm a huge Sia fan. Mm-hmm. And when I it came on my Spotify, I honestly thought it was Sia. So then I obviously noticed who the artist singing mm-hmm. was. But I guess I'm a little bummed out that she didn't do more to distinguish her vocals. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it sounds so much like Sia in terms of the harmonies and a like the bit. vocal yeah. cracks and mm-hmm. I don't know. I expected a little bit more. It also it's just the, her first date solo single. I know. Though. High standards for her. Mm-hmm. Um, the title made me think of the BB Rex's song "No Broken Hearts in the Club," oh, yeah. which could be like a whole side thing. Like, why are girls so sad in the club? Yeah, what's going on? What's going I'll on, Lindsay? Yeah. <laughs> Answer the question. I don't know. <laughs> but that's where my mind. <laughs> um. That's uh, that's hilarious. I didn't think about that. Yeah, no broken hearts in the club. What's going on in the What's club? What's going on in these clubs? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I think that you're you're totally right, and and I think that this is you know maybe her album um is takes takes some some chances on it, but it, it this is the obvious single to me. Mm-hmm. Like this is designed as a big pop look, and uh, I think it succeeds in that. Um. Let's listen to it, and then I have a note, a little, a little note I want to well, make about it. So, uh, Camila Cabello song is Crying in the Club. That's a lie that you tell yourself. You fear that you lay alone forever now. It ain't true, ain't true, ain't true. Nah. So put your arms around me tonight, let the music lift you. All right, that was Camila Cabello's debut solo single. Oh, yeah. Um, so what I wanted to mention, I feel like this comes in waves, and I feel like right now we're in the midst of this wave where so many songs are just... And it's not always bad, but it, it's very safe. They're, like, kind of using as a crutch, like, taking an established, you know, existing beloved song and then, like, mm-hmm. basically using it in a new composition. So, like, this song, as we said, interpolates uh, Christina Aguilera's Genie in a Bottle. So the first time you hear it, even if you're, you've never, you know, it's the first time you've heard this song, it's still familiar because you know that you, you yep. like that song. It's been proven to, that audiences like that song. Um, we're hearing that, although I guess it was probably accidental. But Ed Sheeran's "Shape of You" 
uh, interpolated No Scrubs. Uh, one of the yeah. songs we're going to get to in a second, Selena Gomez's new song, uh, is based on Talking Heads' uh, Psycho Killer. Yeah. And is there's no, oh, and then, of course, the other Camilla song. Um, things. Ba- is the just the melody from yeah. Fastballs. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what what is up with, like, it's just... We're, we're in the originality. Right? I feel like I'm, like, an old kid. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Grandpa Joe says... Come up with your own ideas, kids. <laughs> a little bit, though. I mean, like, it's just, there's a lot of that going on. I feel like yeah. we're in a period. Yeah. And I'm not against it, but after a while, it is kind of like, all right, like, come up with something different. What's interesting is that hip-hop has kind of moved completely away from that. Right. And mm. for a long, especially with, like, Kanye, for a long yeah. time, that was, like, the go-to. And now, like, it's just not, it's not part of hip-hop. And, like, Puff Daddy. Like, yes, yeah, of course. Was, yeah. There, there's been a couple revivals of that, but, yeah, in terms of now, I guess, you could say Drake's does it sometimes, but he more flips a song that's recent, like yeah, like Hotline Bling. Anyway, mm-hmm. cool, accurate. Um, okay, well, now that I mentioned it, let's talk about the Selena Gomez song. Uh, so it is called Bad Liar. Uh, it is so good, and yeah. I like like I'm a a, a fair weather Selena Gomez fan. Admittedly, <laughs> like I I would never drag her, but like. You know, if she has a song I don't like, I'm not going to stand for it. Like, I'll just be like, I'll just let it go. I'm not going to defend it when someone slags it. You know, whereas you guys know I'm a Madonna freak. If someone says something ill of Madonna, I'm going to go to, I'm going to bend over backwards, going to lengths to explain why Rebel Heart didn't have a weak track. Um, I am not that way with Selena Gomez. I am, however, absolutely in love with this song. Um, I feel like she's had sporadically, like maybe every other year, has had a great like one of like one of those songs where I'm like, oh, this is one of the best pop songs of the year, and this is to me this is that easily like yeah. So it borrows from uh, the Talking Heads, uh, very sparse bass heavy Psycho Killer, which is interesting, and uh, the style she's she's like barely singing it. It's kind of more of like a sing speak thing, yeah. which was kind of popular in like. 80s like folk music and experimental rock um i i kind of doubt she's like drawing on this but yeah. specifically like suzanne vega and laurie anderson mm-hmm. in the 80s um did a lot with kind of like it's not speak singing but it's it's a it's basically like that there's a strange cadence to it and that's kind of what she's doing here um and it, i think it just works and it sounds so fresh even though yeah. it is using kind of an existing song there's something just so fresh about it it's just we're not there's nothing like this on radio right now i think of like other indie artists that she could be a f- huge fan of that do like this speak singing with like bill callahan <laughs> yeah and like, Gil Scott like Heron. Yeah. yeah exactly um it's <laughs> i'm still laughing because you said something that sounds like the quintessential like fan army member tweet like you're like i i wouldn't drag her but <laughs> I'm not gonna stand for every song. Um, that was that was very internet. It was good. Yeah. yeah, it was very good. I spend I'm spending way too much time on the internet. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> babbling tweets, basically. Um, Lindsay, what do you think of this song? I really do like this song. I'm a, a pretty big Selena Gomez fan, not intentionally. I just happen to. <laughs> you like, stumbled into her. Fandom. Yeah, it's not like I'm a fan of like her or anything it's just i happen to like all the music she puts out mm-hmm. even dating back to when she had the scene with her oh. um, yeah, those are pretty good songs three albums oh Love yeah we still don't know what happened to those guys but um yeah i think this is a great song i actually really do like that she is speak singing and my favorite part um when like her voice kind of cracks it's for those at home <laughs> the 238 mark 
she says, oh, baby, and it's, like, this raw vocal for a minute, um, which is really sort of different for her because she does, like, Chris Power ballads almost in the past. Yeah. So I like where she's headed. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm all in on Bad Liar. Um, yeah, yeah, you were going crazy on Twitter for this song. Weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was not going crazy. I I'm just like I'm so fascinated, and this is what I said. I, I'm so fascinated by Selena Gomez because you know her, her whole point over the past two years, I would say, is that she she's really figured out how to use her voice because mm-hmm. she obviously is not a belter. She's not like a yeah. Um, she. She's not going to star in Wicked. Yeah, and she she couldn't do like a like a million a million reasons kind of song, even though mm-hmm. she does some kind of. And ballad. the world is clamoring for more million reasons. Yeah, the world is just like, oh, <gasps> what if please give evolution? us more. Oh my, oh god. my god. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, she's figured out this kind of speak singing delivery and the production to match it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I really like like the the tone that this song gives off in terms of um you know infatuation it really does kind of capture yeah. of a mm-hmm. feeling and it's it's so fascinating to me because i so i i back in a couple years ago when she was in her whole stars dance thing i was i was out on selena gomez because i just was like she's you know she kind of is making music that anybody could do um, you think of a song of a song like "Slow Down" um, or like "Come and Get It"? Like mm-hmm. they're not. I love that song. It's, I mean, some of the but songs. That, yeah, some of the songs actually are are do work, but not really because of anything she's adding. But then she got to this point where I think, like, do you guys remember the song "The Heart What Wants What It Wants"? Yes, mm-hmm. of course. It was a really like a sneaky, brilliant, it was very song. good. Yeah, and. Um, and the way I think she really figured something out, where then you have revival and and a song like "Hands to Myself," great song, and yeah. "Good for You," and she's just completely kind of stripping down the production and the way that she's uh, um, approaching the verses and she's changing it up on the choruses. Like I, I'm so fascinated by what Selena Gomez is doing, and this yeah. is kind of the the natural evolution. I think this is definitely her high point. Like I, I listened yeah. to the song a bunch of times and I was like this is better than any Selena Gomez song that I think I've you heard might of. be right I know it's I very kind of early to too. say yeah. this yeah. but like I, yeah the first time I heard it I listened to it like five times in a row and it's I so couldn't it's, stop. and it's so interesting I mean if you go back to the Camilla song I wouldn't call the Camilla song like an interesting song in, in no. some of the choices that it makes production wise and 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 her her vocal it's, approach. it's suited for repeated radio plays. right yeah and but this the, but Bad Liar is just like you don't you don't expect it to make some of the choices that it makes. It, like that like that kind of crack on the bridge. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I've gone back to that part. Like, <laughs> as I'm listening to yeah. it, it's like, I want 238. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it yeah. No, you. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, bad liar. Good Good for Selena. That's, that's kind of my thing is because um, she's this huge star. She didn't need to... She could have made a million slowdowns, and mm-hmm. she would have been fine. But I think that she's actually getting getting more success, and kind of the one area that she hasn't really mastered is like, like Grammys and like critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's kind of like headed toward that space. So I, th- I think you're right. I do think also. I mean, we've been saying this. I think there's. You know, at some point there's going to be like we're going to look back on like ten years of Selena Gomez songs, and I think we're going to be like, 
wait, she was like one of the best all along and we just never appreciated. <laughs> I think like when you winnow it down to like the singles or like some of the highlights, I think it's she's a lot better than people give credit for. You you are looking Jason suspicious. Looks Ill. <laughs> no, I, I mean, look, I, I I disagree with that, but I think that she's she's getting there and she's 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 figuring out her lane in in, in a way that's really impressive to me. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's listen to it. It is Bad Liar by Selena Gomez. Alright, that was new Selena Gomez. Uh, let's talk about so Lindsay, yes. you have a local native song, and if I'm not mistaken, isn't this the second local native song you've brought to this yep, podcast? Yep, the seventh think... local native song, I believe. <laughs> They're actually just putting them out so I can talk about them on the podcast. Right. Um, um I and I already forgot what it's called. It so is called wait, the, the only heirs. Okay, the only heirs. Great. Yeah, good job. Yep. Um Yeah, so again, I sort of did mention a lot of what I feel like I am about to say the first time I talked about them. Um, But I'm just very impressed to see an indie rock band adopt to this, like, single streaming era in ways that Mm -hmm. I haven't really before. I feel like with hip-hop and pop, it makes a lot of sense to just, like, throw a bunch of singles out as often as you want. Um, Mm -hmm. But I... Tell me if you guys disagree. I just I see it less often with indie rock that, artists. That is definitely yeah. true. I feel like I mean, they stick to the format the most of like album, yeah. tour, go away yeah. for a while. I think that's true. Um, and I think a lot of them are like more hung up on the idea of an album. Yeah. And I I don't know if that's always like I get it. I love the album. Like I love the ideas of an album as an art form. But mm-hmm. I mean I don't know. Like a lot of times you listen to an album and you're like. This is just a collection of song, like of good songs. Like it's yeah. not. It doesn't like if you just divided this. This is simply a collection of uh, <laughs> good songs. I feel like there are a lot of indie bands where, like, like honestly, if you just you were like, if this these if these ten songs have been released over twelve months, like it wouldn't make much of a difference, you know. Like, and I sure. think I I kind of I agree with you. I think there there's something to be said. Like maybe this is a more effective strategy. I think so. I mean, because. For me, I've always wanted them to sort of be bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this might help with that. Just like a little reminder every once in a while. Like, hey, we're we're a good band. You should listen <laughs> to us. Yeah. Um, and like obviously putting out new material helps a lot. This is also their biggest feature um, with Nico Segal, who worked with Chance the Rapper, mm-hmm. formerly known as Donnie Trumpet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love yeah, Donnie Trumpet. I, I really do like this song, not just because of my fandom for them. But I think it's a great song, and it sort of builds on, like, their biggest song off the album, their most recent one, was Fountain of Youth, um, which was, like, their political call to action, mm-hmm. and this sort of builds on that. So I like where they're headed. There you go. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I I, I, I thought this was okay, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sorry, Lindsay. Okay, Lindsay's going to, like, s- jump across the <laughs> table. Um, I like local names. Like when when we talked about them before, um, I I was what well, I'm I'm blanking on the the name of the previous song. Um, I saw you close your eyes. Yeah. Oh yeah, the close your eyes song. Yeah, that that weird I liked, rollout. <laughs> I liked that. Uh, no, that I I liked. I liked what they were trying to say with that song a mm-hmm. little bit more than this song. This song got a little bit lost in the my attention kind of wandered as this song was building yeah. up. So. 
I mean, I, I think that I'm curious as to like what else they have coming because mm-hmm. maybe this one just didn't connect with me. But after a couple of lessons, I was I was not in. I'm sorry, Lindsay. It's totally. I like it enough for the both of us. Yes, <laughs> I, totally that is 100 percent true. <laughs> um, I liked it. I think it's um, kind of like that sparkly, like indie rock that mm-hmm. you hear at festivals a lot, and. Exactly. Um, you know, it's it's not. I, I think they, they do, and I, the production is beautiful on yeah. it. And I think the song is strong, so um, I'll give you I'll give you a thumbs up. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, all right, let's listen to it. Local natives, the only heirs. All right, next and never last, <laughs> or never least, rather, uh, Linkin Park, Jason's go-to band, has a new album out. <laughs> Jason's go-to <laughs> band. I love that. Yeah. Uh, one More Light. Yeah. One More Light. Right is the name of the album? Yeah. Uh, and are we going to talk about just the whole the whole Yeah, work? we can talk about the whole okay. thing. So talk, so talk about talk about it, every single song. No, I... <laughs> um, it's man. It's, so, it's a very different album. Yeah. It's very, if, if you haven't listened to them since like Hybrid Theory, yeah, uh, you are going to be. I would say shocked, honestly, by yeah. like how this album sounds. It's crazy, man. I and, and you know what? Uh, so uh, if you haven't heard, and I'm, I'm I, I, it might be the number one album uh, next week. So people are people are checking it out, mm-hmm. man. But uh, obviously, a very expen- experimental project, uh, kind of coming off of. The, some of their heavier albums Mm -hmm. uh, over the past couple years and yeah they they have kind of swerved into a more pop and sunnier uh mode and and dabbling with more like there's a song with Pusha T and Stormzy on it Mm -hmm. uh which was like when I saw that I was (laughs) like oh my god they made a song just for me I love it wow uh but yeah, I, I just think that you know it's it's an uneven album to me. But I I really admire them for making an, an album like this. I think that you get to a point in your career where it's just like, yeah, you know, like these songs, uh, you know, just doing what we're doing and uh, gonna tour and. Uh, but yeah, no, they took a risk. Like this is mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. I I I appreciate when uh, artists, especially artists that have been around for fifteen plus years, step outside their comfort zone. Um, and and Lincoln Park, you know, uh, we we kind of chuckle at them, but uh, they've sold uh, twenty seven million albums. Like I I, I uh, w- for a story uh, in Billboard magazine this week, I, I checked it. I was like, I had to triple check it because that's freaking <laughs> worldwide or in the U S. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. That yeah. is a lot. Yeah, and I think we've talked about this, but like, and I admittedly like I'm not like a big Lincoln Park fan, yeah. but yet and they <laughs> yet. <laughs> Um, I, I agree that they, I think they get like way, like an unfair critical dropping. I think they're like regarded as kind of a punchline by, I would say more like the music snob, um, you know, kind of elitist crowd, but like realistically, like you're talking like turn of the century, turn of the millennium rock, like what has proved more influential, um, you know, like what Linkin Park was doing or like, you know, what the Strokes and the White Stripes yeah. were doing. And yeah. I, admittedly, I was more of a, a White Stripes Strokes same, guy. Same. Yep. But, you know, really, like they were just kind of rehashing older forms and people kind of, you know, where you go from that, like people didn't pick that up and run with it. And Linkin Park has like 
spawned a lot of, um, you know, imitators or people who just kind of took that, you know, they were good with soundscapes. And I think a lot of people picked up on that yeah. and learned from it. Um, <laughs> I was laughing in my head because you, uh, <laughs> Joe said he was more into like the white stripes than like a park. And I was just thinking of Lindsay, like, Lindsay, like, I disagree. Actually, the yeah, world's that. biggest white stripes fan. Um but no, I. <laughs> what what? So what did you think? What did you think of this? I I can't get behind this album. No, I'm so sorry. It confuses me beyond belief. Like, <laughs> first of all, I just think there's already enough of everything they're putting into this album. Like, enough of whatever sort of music this qualifies as. <laughs> sorry, this is this is more harsh than I intended. I love it. Um, I don't know. They're just really like throwing a lot out there and the album doesn't really flow that well to me. Um, happy to see Stormzy on that track. Yeah. His, his part is actually really good. Um, I just want to make everybody more bigger Stormzy fans. That's this, really my number one. Maybe this will help. That's my number one mission. Uh, so yeah, I mean, to go back to uh, what Joe was saying, um, because I'm completely ignoring what Lindsay <laughs> yep. said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that they kind of, they've gotten overlooked in terms of like, you know, the important quote unquote important rock music from mm-hmm. the turn of the century. I think that Linkin Park has some, some tremendous singles in their yeah, arsenal. And I'm a huge fan of all of those, if that helps at all. That does help. Okay. And I think that their production has always been really on point. I, I mm-hmm. think that, uh, and they've always gotten overlooked because of that. All of their albums sound great. And I think that this one sounds great too. I think that, uh, I, I agree with Lindsay that this is more, it doesn't really flow that well. It's a little bit of a mixed bag, but you know, a song like heavy, which is the, the number or the first single, man, that just, it it really connects with me. And, uh, it's just a great radio song. It's, Mm -hmm. it's super melodramatic and, and a, a little too self-serious, but it's got a great hook, and and yeah, I I, I recommend it. I, I'm I'm glad that there's a new Lincoln Park album out in the world today. My final thought. Okay. <laughs> um, the the closing track, the beat sounds just like Milky Chance. The indie fan in me noticed ah. that almost immediately. Like if you listen to Cocoon by Milky Chance, and then that song, they're very similar. Hmm. I want to check those out. waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. How, Lindsay, how furious are you that Jason made you listen to a start-to-finish Linkin Park album? He was actually impressed that I listened to the whole thing, I was, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was. I'm very happy. I, I did, like, little clippets of the songs. I didn't listen right. to the full song, Aww. so. That's fair. That's um, fair. But, I mean, I probably would have listened to it anyway just because I was intrigued, but now I, and now I know. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go back there. <laughs> You don't have to re-enter that, that place. All right, um, let's listen to some of it. So, Jason, what song do we want to do we want to do from this new Lincoln Park? <sighs> let's go. With, let's just go with heavy. Man. All right, let's yeah. go with heavy. So, Lincoln Park heavy from new album One More Light. All right, that was new Lincoln Park, uh, and that's what we got for this week. What a week! What a week! Um, any any parting thoughts, Jason, Lindsay? To take a sip of water. Yep. Any, Just anybody? Gotta hydrate real quick. Um, have a great week. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> 
I was caught off guard. I don't this even know gonna, what's coming out next week. Well, this is going to be uh, after people are going to hear this after the Billboard Music Awards. That's true. Cool. Yeah, um, the Billboard Music Awards. A reverse the- tease. I have a good yeah. idea. <laughs> what? Okay. A good a good tease. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. I'm very ready for this. Next week, uh, let's do Song of the Summer. Yes, we definitely need summer. to do that podcast. Let's I do think- it. You you weren't here last year when we did that. I know I was. Not. I know. So we what? we do our like song of the summer prediction podcast. And last year, let me tell you, we got it right. We said Drake, and we said, "Well, that was hmm. come on." I know it was a very easy call <laughs> to make. No, this this year is very exciting because there's not really a clear front runner yeah. for song of the summer aside from Bon Appetit. You mean aside from right? Of course, <laughs> Buzzfeed called it Bony Ape Tit, and <laughs> I think that's like the best put down <laughs> of it. Um, yeah, Damn, aside from Boney Ape Tit, there is no clear front runner. All right. Uh, so next next week we'll talk about Song of the Summer contenders. If people want to tweet us with what they think is Song of the Summer. tweet us recommendations, what you think will be Song of the Summer. Heavy by Linkin Park, perhaps? Heavy by Linkin Park. Maybe a local native song? Pro- yeah, honestly, it's probably it's a local native It's definitely going to be song. local natives. <laughs> All right. And uh, so, yeah, tweet us what you think is going to be the Song of Summer. Review us. Uh say nice-ish things, I guess, and uh, have a lovely I just want, week. I just want all the all the love to Lindsay. That's all. honestly so all I kind. want. That's all I want. Um, that would be great, and we'll read them on air. I'll take it. All right. Okay. Jason, Lindsay, thanks for joining me, and thank you so much for See listening. Guys. See you next time. Ah!